Vladdy's back. Vladdy is all the way back. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today. You'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Like I said, Vlad's back. Those pictures, those videos of him, he looks unreal. Unreal. He just, he just looks like a pile of muscle. He's obviously been getting in the work this offseason. And uh, he's got something to prove. He said in multiple interviews that uh, his last year was not good enough for this Blue Jays team. And he looks great. And I'm excited to see what he can do this uh, upcoming season. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Before we get into that, though, I got to, I have to address what happened on Sunday night to you. Yeah, that it was seems a little like... bit unfortunate uh, leaving that uh, the house there. Didn't have any shoes. That was, that was interesting. Well, so yeah. So we, we had a weekend. We had the Uber problem on what was that Friday. Sunday then comes around. And we have the engagement party, which was a ton of fun. Pretty electric. I don't think I left the pong table. I could not be beaten yet the other day. But then uh, we were, me and uh, my brother were about to go home. It was like 2 a.m., just after 2 a.m. probably. And uh, he realizes that somebody stole his shoes or took the wrong shoes, I should say. So then he, and like our ride's waiting outside and we're like, not sure what we're doing. He's thinking, uh, should I just leave without any shoes? And I'm like, no, just grab Carter's shoes and I, I can give them back to him tomorrow. He's like, I'm not taking Carter's shoes. I'm not taking Carter's shoes. And then after another 10 minutes of looking, he couldn't find his shoes. So he stole your shoes. Yeah, I guess that was the most logical thing he could do. It's just, yeah, I, I guess I need shoes more than he does. So I'll just take his shoes. Uh, yeah, and then I'm trying to leave. I got to walk home. I'm like, where are my shoes? Like, what the heck? Is, and my shoes have been stolen from a, a party like that before. So I was like, oh, not again. Like, I'm going to have to worry about walking home. It's not warm out. It's still winter, obviously. My feet are going to be freezing. I'm going to have to run. It's not going to be great. And then, obviously, uh, Harry's a good guy, and he offered me his shoes to walk home. So that was good. Yeah. Well, the reason that that sort of conversation came up is we ended up talking a ton of Blue Jays this weekend. Like, I want to say half of my conversations were, what's up with the Blue Jays? How's Locked On going? What, whatever. So, um, and, and my thought process to all those conversations were we're back Manoa's back Vladdy's back the boys are rolling and it's gonna be I don't know it's just gonna be way better watching this team when they're unreal I mean they were good last year it was still fun but if these guys are in prime condition then it like I'm just gonna be fully in like that I might not just say anything ever that's not Blue Jays related yeah, the guys, everyone looks like they are showing up now. Vladdy returned uh, Monday. Yariel Rodriguez has shown up. This is the first full week of spring training. Well, they're uh, going to be at the facilities for the whole week. Uh, news coming out of training camp, though, so far, is that Kevin Kevin Biggio has been tending to left shoulder tendonitis, says John Schneider. But this, it says, it's, it's sounding more like a mid-February precaution, but he's not hitting live pitching on the field just yet. And that is from Keegan Matheson. I guess a, a precautionary reason for Kevin Biggio. Obviously, it's early on. If he's uh, having a little bit of shoulder tightness, you don't want to stretch him out too hard. Obviously, it's early in the in spring training. Hasn't even started yet for games. So just a, a safe step to, for uh, the second baseman, possibly for uh, our upcoming season here. 
yeah, I don't got to rush him back. There's absolutely no need for that, right? Just let him be healthy. Don't rush anybody back. We have tons of players. It's just the beginning of spring training. I think let, let him fully heal and then and then we can, you know, have him dive fully back into it when he can. Well, luckily for the Blue Jays, we have lots of depth at second base. So if any position group was going to have some injuries, that is where we do have the most depth and the most reliable baseball players that could step in and be successful on this team. Another story is Hanjin Ryu, a free agent for the Toronto Blue Jays this year, is going back to the Korean baseball organization. He is back with his former team. That is the, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's the Hanwha Eagles, I want to say. Well, that's, we're gonna a good, run that's, that's a good guess. Hanwha Eagles. Yeah. You guys can yeah. let me know if I'm right about that in the comments. Uh, he was the KBO MVP and Rookie of the Year in 2006. So just a return for Hanjin Ryu at the end of his career. Obviously, he's getting older. Just wants to uh, quit where he started uh, and hopefully have, have some success down there in Korea. Yeah, good for him. I mean, honestly, he we knew he wasn't coming back. Um, and the couple last couple seasons he's had, he hasn't been unbelievable. So I didn't think anybody, you know, was going to be rushing to sign this guy in the free and free agency here. But uh, yeah, good for him. I think if if he's going to go and and maybe call it quits in the next couple of years, it's probably a good good thing to do. Go back to your team that you started with, and you know maybe that's where you retire, right? Oh, absolutely. It's nice for him to be able to return to uh, his first team. Uh, he's One thing with Hanjin Ryu we have to respect about him is he kind of started the transformation of Blue Jays free agency. Before yeah. him, you didn't really see the Blue Jays paying anyone these big contracts. Uh, obviously, George Springer followed, and then pretty much everyone else, Kevin Gosman, Barrios, all these guys ended up coming. And as well, obviously, Vladdy, Bobachet, and Kevin Biggio helped these, uh, these veterans come. They see these younger guys that have some talent and potential. They want to be a part of that, right? And the Jays have been fairly successful, especially in the regular season, not as much in the playoffs. But it was nice that Hajime Ryu could get all that started and come and sign that uh, four-year deal with the Blue Jays. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, um, and, and you know what? For, for It's too bad that he didn't have more success as a Blue Jay because you're right. He was the one that sort of started that trend. He was the first guy. So um yeah it's too bad we didn't you know obviously get prime engine ryu but it's you know it is what it is i think it's a good thing i i don't really have a ton else to say on that on his front it's just you know good for him going back and, and still at least continuing to play baseball right especially after some of the injuries he's had um good for him yeah he was very successful in uh 2020 the uh the covid year at a 269 yeah. era 2021 was a little bit worse 437 and 2022 is his injury year Obviously struggled with Tommy John, but last season for the Toronto Blue Jays, Hendrick Ryu was exactly who we needed with Alec Manoa kind of struggling last year. He slid in perfectly to that uh, fifth starter role and uh, was very successful with around a 3-5 ERA. So, yeah, I mean, there's no complaints that we could have had uh, from Hendrick Ryu not pitching for a full year and then coming back and being successful. No, yeah, and he was fine. He did his job, um, and that's that was sort of the nice thing with him, right? Like, we weren't sure which uh, Hendrick Ryu we were going to get post-injury. And yeah, he came back and he was fine. He he, had, he filled in when he where he needed to fill in, sort of towards the end of the season. Um, and then obviously we weren't going to use him in the playoffs, but uh, just for him to you know come up and be able to get a couple wins for us and stuff like that. So yeah, it's exactly what you needed. Yeah, and we're just going to move on here to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Obviously, yeah, Ryu had a lot of success with the Jays. We thank him for his time here. But now we're going to go into current Blue Jays, and Vladdy is looking unbelievable. Shaving off a lot of, uh, I don't know if they came out with the number actually for the pounds, but he just looks great. Uh, you definitely see the muscle tone in this guy. Uh, just hitting the gym hard, 
getting the work and it's making fans uh, on Twitter excited, especially. I know people were buzzing on there. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, half my half my day is spent just scrolling Twitter to see what kind of Blue Jays news I can find. And it's just all been Vlad hitting and it's he looks really good. Um, I know it's just, you know, he's taking some BP, but the launch angle looks amazing. Like he looks like he's found the sweet spot and we'll see if that can carry over into games. I mean, it's very different from hitting BP, but um, at the end of the day, it's the little things, right? The guy's working on that. And you can see that he's really focusing on that launch angle when he's swinging. So if that could be a focus for him and he can get that swing up. um, Yeah. I think it's going to be a big season for him. I mean, I I'll go over his numbers from last year um, and you know, then we'll talk about him some more and then we'll get into sort of maybe our projections with him. Uh, he was he had a two war, 26 home runs, 264 batting average, 444 slugging percentage. He played 156 games and 94 RBI. Um, and yeah, not the Vlad necessarily that's popping off the page, but it's not like he's a horrible player either, right? Um, and I think people, us as Jays fans as well, uh, we, we got upset about that because we know how good Vlad can be. And that wasn't what we got last year. So hopefully this year, you know, uh, he'll be fully back, Vlad, all the way to the moon. But I think as fans, we got to dial back our expectations a little bit in the sense of if this guy's going to hit 25 home runs or, you know, 30 home runs, and you're saying, this, is, this isn't even Vlad. Well, it's like he's hitting 30 home runs. How many other guys are hitting 30 home runs, right? Yeah. So, when you, I don't know. When I don't know if, if you feel the same way as I do, where the fans sort of, you know, over blew this last year to uh, to a certain extent. It, it's tough because you look at him in 2021 and he was at an MVP level. Obviously, he probably would have won the AL MVP if Shohei Otani didn't exist. But uh, I think for this team to be successful, he needs to be one of the best players on this team, if not the best player on this team. And that's what fans are looking for. You come, obviously, with uh, your dad being a great baseball player, Hall of Famer. You can't, you're going to have maybe unfair expectations, especially right away. They're expecting yeah. you to be a superstar immediately. And just the regression from 2021, just when you look it over from the years, it is tough to see. I mean, Vladdy just, uh, he had a little bit of an unlucky year last year. Obviously, wasn't hitting the ball hard. But it's its hard when you're only hitting 26 home runs when you came down from 48 just a few years before. And yeah. I think if Vladdy and this team is going to be successful, he's going to have to hit more home runs. He's going to have to get it above 30. He's going to need to be more clutch. And he's just going to be, honestly, better all around. He obviously did not look good defensively either last season. Uh, especially winning a gold glove the year before. Just the regression we saw is uh, not a great expectation for fans. No, 100%. I think you're right. But I also think, like, there were people wanting to, you know, send Vlad to the moon, trade him away. It's like, hold on. Like, we know what this guy can do. It's been one year. Like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe pump the tires here a little bit. And and now we're seeing it, right? He's coming into spring training. He looks amazing. He looks like he's taking it more not more seriously. He's still out there having fun, but you know, he's, he, you can see like the want to win in him almost, even when he was hitting the BP, like it looks like he's going out there to kill every baseball, which is exactly what we want from him. Oh, you, you could tell he cares. You can tell he cares about his performance. He wants to help the team win and he didn't do enough to help the team win last year. He's yeah. went out publicly publicly and said his performance last year was not good enough. It has to be better this upcoming season. And obviously you can just tell by the way he looks, he, uh, he looks great, and he's swinging with uh, with meaning for sure this season. And I do expect a bounce back from Vladdy. I'm not expecting 48 home runs, 
But if he can sit over 30 home runs and just be a little bit more clutch this season, I think uh, it's going to be great for him. And this is a make or break for his contract as well. He's in the last year of his deal. So if Vladdy wants to be paid like a superstar, he's going to have to play like a superstar. Yep. Yep. The, uh, the arbitration hearings won't be around, right? So he can't, uh, he, he can't be making that money that way. So he's got to prove it on the field. Um, but yeah, like you said, when, when Alec Manoa, when uh, Vlad and when Bo are all at their best, it makes this team so much better because they're the guys that everybody's watching. They're the guys that everybody's relying on. And so when they, those guys are playing well, it, I, it, it's just sort of another energy to the team. And it seems like the rest of the team follows uh, along as well. Yeah, everyone just uh, is revived by Vladdy's energy. If Vladdy's kind of dead in the dugout, the the boys are going to be a little bit flat as well. If Vladdy's high energy, he's going to fire up the boys, and they're going to be high energy as well. And Vladdy, like I said, he was coming off of a very unlucky season last year. He had 264, where his expecting batting average was 299. He was in the 99th percentile of all major leaguers in average exit velocity and then 98th in maximum exit velocity. So he's right up there, like in the tops for major leaguers in hitting the ball hard. It's just he was hitting it into the ground. And like you were saying, if he can figure out that launch angle, start hitting the ball in the air a little bit more, I think he's going to have a lot of success this upcoming season. Well, that's the thing, right? We know Vladdy can absolutely mash the ball. So if he can get that launch angle up, it it really like all those balls he's hitting maybe are leaving the ballpark, right? So um, yeah, it's it's going to be cool to see this year. Uh, I do want to get into your like mine and your projections because uh, me and you sort of talked about this, but we didn't say any numbers to each other. So I'm very interested to see what you're going to say and what you think Vladdy's season could be here. Uh, but before we do that, I'm guessing we want to uh, throw a quick shout out to the uh, streaming channel as it's picking up in full pace. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 24-7 streaming channel that locked on covers. Whether you guys are into college sports, you want to see some MLB broadcasts, NBA, NHL. A lot of great games today in the NHL. Obviously, it's uh, Louis Riel Day here in Manitoba for uh, the Americans. Might be more known as President's Day. But uh, it's a perfect opportunity to just tune into this 24-7 streaming channel. You can digest all your sports content. So just go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe. Take care of all your vehicular maintenance needs with our partner, eBay Motors eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your vehicle, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. I know Braden used to have this 2001 lime green Mini Cooper. He didn't really take care of it too well, and he was allowing it to rust. It was really horrible, actually. You were just you could grab it like a piece of rust with your hand and literally peel it off. He didn't wash his car too often. So his parents were really trying to get him and convince him to get rid of this car, but he was in love with it. And well, fortunately, with eBay Motors, he was able to save it for a few more years. And unfortunately, now he has put it to rest, and he has moved on to the new car he's driving today. If you want to be like Braden and keep your ride or die alive with eBay Motors, go to ebaymotors.com. Eligible, eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available for U.S. customers. Okay, well, that was something. Um, projections. I want to hear them. I want I'm, – I'm so, I'm so pumped for Vlad coming back that I was being sort of an idiot and I was just writing out what I thought – 
Vlad was going to do this year. I don't know. Maybe that makes me like a crazy person. I don't know. But uh, I know I know we talked about it, and then you put – then you're like, oh, you know what? We should just do projections. So I'm like, okay, bet. Let's do it. So uh, I don't know. Do you want to start with, like, I guess, war? What, do, what, what, what uh, categories do we got for projections? Yeah, we're just going to go over batting average, RBIs, home runs, war, and OPS. And then at the end, I'm going to give you projections from just a bunch of different websites to see like where our projections kind of relate to theirs. And then you guys can comment whether you guys agree with us, think we're idiots. It's either or. Everyone's going to have their own opinions. And hopefully we're closer than we are far away. But with baseball, it's tough to predict these sort of things. But I think we're going to start this just with the war. And I'm going to leave it to you to give me uh, your weighted or sorry, your wins above replacement for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. next season. Yeah, I'm going to start it off. I'm going to kick it off at a 3.6. Well, what's your reasoning behind that? What do you think of why he's going to improve on this year? Well, honestly, I just, I could see he's, I don't think he's going to get quite back to where he was, but I think it's going to be a huge step up from last year. And I mean, looking at his last year's war, he had a two war. Um, and and I think I think he can easily have a better, way better season than he uh, than he had last year. So I, I'm just sort of going off of the feeling I had watching him in spring training um, already, just seeing how much better in shape he is. I, I think he's just gonna it's gonna be huge for him. Yeah, I think I have him at a 3.9, but I think he needs to be four four and a half plus for this team to be successful. This team really weighs on Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to come in in clutch situations, especially when you have him hitting in the three spot. If you can get Vladdy to kind of return to his 2021 form and pull some more home runs and hit the ball just better at close or sorry, in uh, pressure filled situations or just clutch situations in general with runners on, then Vladdy's wins above replacement are going to skyrocket. I'm really hoping that this guy can bounce back. It's so crucial as baseball team success to have Vladdy hitting on and firing on all cylinders. Yeah, well, originally when I first did this a couple days ago, talk, you know, writing down my projections, I had him as a four. And that was after I've been, I was seeing all the videos and I was getting a little bit more pumped up, but like, I sort of had to dial myself back. I'm like, okay, are we going to get prime Vladdy? Is he going to get back to peak performance? Maybe not. So I sort of did a little bit of in the middle, but uh, yeah, originally I did have him at a four, but I had to, I sort of dialed back my expectations a little bit. Yeah. And that's going to take us into the home runs. I have Vladdy hitting 32 home runs this season. Last year, I had him, I believe, at 38. Obviously, did not go too well. Only ended up at 26. Uh, I'm just expecting Vladdy to pull the ball more, figure out that launch angle, and hopefully he can break that 30 home run plateau for the first time since uh, that 2021 season. For me, I uh, you mentioned 38, and I had 38. I think he's I think he's going to hit it hard if he can fit. again. Like it, the whole thing is the launch angle. He hits the ball hard, so I think if if he can get that down, I think it's going to be you know, trains in motion. There's no stopping this guy. I, I, and I honest to God could believe that he hits over 40. I would love to see another 40 home run Vladdy season. Uh, just seeing this guy launch the ball at Roger center with those new dimensions. It would be awesome for this baseball team. And just as a fan, just to see Vladdy kind of get back to his, uh, his M- MVP form uh, oh. as in, in terms of RBIs, sorry to cut you off there. In oh, terms of RBIs, great. I have him at one one I think he's just going to eclipse that 100 RBI mark. And just judging by your reaction, I think you had something similar or maybe the exact same thing. 
Yeah. So that's funny. I actually had a hundred right on the nose. So not, we, you know, we were pretty similar on that and, and myself just going on, you know, what he hit in the, you know, his peak year and then what he hit last year, sort of trying to get a good sense of where I had him feeling. And if he was going to hit more home runs, he's going to have more RBI. So uh, that's just where I'm at. Um, what do you think about his uh, batting average? batting average for Vladdy for me, if it's over 250, I don't really care because I think it's, he has more merit in his RBIs and his extra base hits. But for Vladdy, I have him, I know his expected average last year was 299 and he has hit about 280 for his career. So I'm going to have him right around that career average. And I have it at 282. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's going to bounce back. The, the luck's going to help him out a little bit more this season. And yeah, if he can just hit anywhere over 250 and launch 30, 35 home runs, I'm going to be happy. Yeah, I'm funny again. I had uh, 284. Oh, so, we were right. Yeah, right yeah. back to back. Uh, yeah, two we, in a row there. That you know, close. obviously we've both been watching the uh, same videos of him hitting. So, um, yeah, no, I, I I 100% agree with what you said though. I think if he's hitting extra base hits and he's uh, and and home runs, at the end of the day, he could be batting you know 250. And but if he's crushing those home runs, that drives in more runs, and that's where we need Vlad, and especially the position that he's in. And that takes us to our last category of OPS. I have this one at 889. I see a huge bounce back as well for Vladdy here. And I'm just trying to be optimistic because I feel like we've ragged on Vladdy a little bit. And after seeing these spring training videos, the only possible emotion I could have that would be positive is just to get fired up and hope for a bounce back season from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Yeah, that's where these videos and then these, you know, posts and everything from spring training that that's that's sort of where I'm leaning now. I'm I'm getting into the, you know what? I'm gonna be pumped going to this. They look good, and I'm gonna take sort of take that negativity of you know being just a fan of any team ever, and and try to push it to the side. You know, last year I was so upset with the Canucks and thought, ah, what's the point? Blah blah blah. And this year they're doing really good. So I'm trying to just go into it with a positive mindset, hope for the best. I'm going, but I'm I did go a little bit less. I went 800 um OPS for Vlad but yeah I'm, I'm in the same ballpark as you I that's what I'm thinking you know as Jays fans let's be excited let's go to these games try to get the boys fired up like like when when that uh when that crowd is buzzing too man it has you can just feel the impact of Rogers yeah a lot of players say that it's one of the loudest stadiums they have ever played in I'm Vladdy needs to be successful we've said this a million times and the only way that this team is going to be good is if they have bounce backs from multiple players. That's Alejandro Kirk. That's Vladdy. That's George Springer. And one thing with baseball, it is funny. The winner in the NL for Cy Young still has not been signed. Uh, the 2019 MVP has still not been signed. So you never really know what is going to happen in the next year of baseball. But saying that we are going to go into our last segment here. We have some Davis Schneider talk, uh, a big fan favorite for us. And just even uh, our, us as hosts, we love uh, Davis Schneider. Be nice to get into him and his uh, obviously historic rookie season. Uh, he's setting lots of records. Got slowed down to the end of the season, but we're going to get into a full breakdown after this. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get one hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, even better with any winning five dollar bet. That's one hundred and fifty bucks if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players or teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. I know that uh, Carter actually, I finally got him on the uh, the betting train, 
and he placed a crazy bet the other day. It lost. It was horrible, but I'm trying to, you know, get him back into it. I won a couple bucks on some hockey uh, t- uh, yesterday. So I'm uh, just pumped to be using FanDuel. It's my favorite. I can build parlays super easy, and I'm hoping to get Carter starting to build some as well. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. I haven't had much success lately, but we're getting there. I'm coming back. I'm trying to make an okay day yesterday. At least that's something. Yeah, right now it's a little bit just all over the place. I'll I'll have a great day and then I'll drop 20 bucks. But then I'll have a great day and I'll drop 20 bucks, whatever. But a guy who actually dropped the beard is back to the stash. Davis Schneider, fan favorite, as you said. You pumped to see him back on the uh, field? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm hoping for a huge season from Davis Schneider. Obviously, we saw it in some clips uh, last season. His historic uh, first 25 games plus obviously fell off a little bit in September and October. Maybe that was because pitchers did figure him out a little bit. But I'm really trying to focus on the positives with Davis Schneider and the potential that we do have here. Uh, I'm going to give it to you to go over his last season stats. Yeah, so last season stats, 1.8 war, 8 home runs, 35 games played, 20 RBI, 276 batting average, 603 slugging percentage. A guy had really, really good stats. And yeah, most of that is because he had such a great start. Um, But I think with more playing time, I mean, he only played 35 games. So with more playing time, I think he could start finding his stride and, and really, you know, making an impact on this team. Yeah, I have his games. He has 23 at two, seven at DH, and three at third base, and then two in left field. So obviously, they are trying to platoon Davis Schneider out to left field this season. Uh, He did make, obviously, those two starts last year. Uh, That's obviously not a lot of starts. So it's going to be interesting to see him in the outfield. He has a pretty good arm, and he's about average speed. So I I guess I, I can see the thought process there. But maybe we do see a little bit of Kevin Biggio in the outfield as well. It's kind of platooning out that second base role. Yeah, I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of guys moving around this year. Um, Obviously, I mean, you know, we have 100,000, it seems like, utility players this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, how many games David Schneider gets. I mean, if if we're just focusing on him, I yeah, it's going to be very weird. Um, I think not giving guys too many, like, you know, the, the, you're not going to have a situation where a guy is starting for two straight weeks, I don't think, at a position. I think there's going to be a lot of movement within second, third, and left field. So, I don't know. Do you, what, what, are your, what are you having for games, do you think? How many games do you think he's going to get in this year? It's a tough situation with this signing of Escobar. Obviously, we have IKF battling for reps, Justin Turner at third base. There's a bunch of guys that could be playing over David Schneider, but after what he showed in August of last season, obviously fell off, like I said, a little bit in September. But I think you got to give this guy a chance. I'm hoping that he can play at least half the games, but if I had to guess, I'm saying it's going to be around 75, just under the halfway mark. And it all kind of depends on how he does in spring training and how he does in the regular season when he has his opportunities. You saw last year that in his third game ever in the major leagues, he was already hitting third because of that historic stretch at the beginning of his career. It hits a home run in his first at bat in Fenway, nine hits and two home runs in his first three games, nine for 13. That's uh, that's pretty good if you ask me. So if you don't give this guy some opportunities to play in the infield or even at left field, I think that Ross Atkins and John Schneider are crazy. Yeah, and the good thing with him is that he can play in so many different positions. So I think you utilize that and try to get him some games, try to get him some reps. And 
what's great this year, I keep saying it, but that Sportsnet is going to be streaming 26 uh, spring training games. So it's going to be awesome. We'll actually get to see, you know, how these guys look before going into the season. And, and then we can talk about that a little bit and where these guys are going to fit because it, it is a very interesting situation, which I don't know if as fans, we've had it quite like this, where you're really not sure where anybody's going to end up at the end of the season. Yeah, I'm going to make uh, two quick arguments. One for Davis Schneider, and then one fans probably use against Davis Schneider. So obviously, if you're on the four side for Davis Schneider, you can just bring up his first 25 games. He had a, one, a 1,315 OPS through his first 25 games. That's the highest in MLB history over that time span. Had the lowest chase rate in all of baseball at the time over those 25 games. And his August stats, he had 57 plate appearances, 20 hits, six home runs, 14 RBIs, nine walks, and a batting average of 426 with an OPS of 1,420. And that those are insane numbers, obviously breaking a ton of records, uh, pretty much carried the Blue Jays in that month of August where a lot of guys were struggling. But then we saw the September and October Davis Schneider where it all kind of crumbled. He had 84 plate appearances, only 12 hits, two home runs, six RBIs, 12 walks, 28 strikeouts, the big number, and an average of 174 with an OPS of 727. That's not great. He was striking out at a very high percentage of 30.5%. That's something that can't happen. If he's going to play like that, he is not going to be seeing the field that often. So again, with Schneider is one of these things where we have this crazy high and then this crazy low. If we can get somewhere in the middle of that, I think that's where David Schneider is going to want to be this season. And and going on that with you, I think the, the biggest thing is consistency. We just didn't see, he, you know, he was taking breaks where he wouldn't play for a week and a half, two weeks. And then he's trying to come back in the lineup. And at this point, yeah, pitchers have figured him out already, right? They know where to put the ball. And he's just not comfortable enough when you're only putting him in, you know, you know, you're giving or you're, you know, he's breaking for two weeks or whatever. So I think if you can get him uh, David Schneider consistency this year, I think he could be a big player on this team. No, just based off the eye test, I don't know if the stats are going to back this up, but it looked like he was missing the high fastball very often. He could not get his bat on top of the ball. He was just swinging underneath it. He was missing by six inches, so half a foot. It, it wasn't very good swings. And that is something he addressed kind of through the end of that season. And obviously probably something that he was addressing during this offseason. But I think David Schneider has one of the highest potentials that we have at second base this season. Him and Kevin Biggio should be the two prime guys that will be playing that position, probably changing off. Obviously, Kevin's a left-handed hitter. Uh, Schneider's a right-handed hitter, so they'll use those uh, hitting matchups to their uh, their benefit. And I'm hoping that uh, David Schneider can hopefully crack the opening day roster and uh, start the season for Toronto at second base. So I'll ask you this as sort of a final before we – you know, pass it over for tomorrow's episode. Um, do you think where and do you think that David Schneider is going to fit in this lineup? Maybe not at the start of the year, but like towards the end of the year, do you think he'll finish in this lineup? I think David Schneider, it's realistic. Like this lineup is pretty good. I think there's no way he's cracking the top four, probably not even five. I could see David Schneider kind of hitting seven, getting into that seven role with IKF most likely hitting behind him when he plays, maybe Kevin Vigio hitting behind him, and then Dalton Varsho in that nine slot. So before we head out, I just wanted to get into some David Schneider projections this season. I'm going to go with Zips to start here. They have him projected for a 230 batting average, that 673, 663 OPS. 
They have him hitting 13 home runs with 41 RBIs and playing 78 games. And then I'll go with Steamer here. Steamer has him playing 78 games with 12 home runs, 40 RBIs, and hitting 231. So the average is not looking great for uh, the projected stats for Davis Schneider. I guess they are leaning towards him kind of being more true to that September, October Davis Schneider compared to his historic start. Obviously, they don't have him hitting 625 like he was throughout the first like 20 games of the season, which is fair. Uh, Davis Schneider has people to prove wrong, clearly. And we're going to support him throughout the entire season. And hopefully he can prove the doubters wrong. Yeah. And you know what? I don't think... I think he's going to have a better batting average than that. Um, the home runs, I don't know, honestly. It, 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 he's a tough player, right? Because we don't have much to go off of looking back because he this is his first season. It was his first season with uh, in the MLB, so it is tough to say. It's tough to know, especially uh, with a guy with uh, so so much limited playing time. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be. He's one of the guys that I'm going to be really, really watching in spring training to see what he can do and what he positions he play, what he can bring to the table. Uh, yeah, and I think he was struggling hitting the outside pitch as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure because that's where they started to locate him was uh, pitches down and away, I believe. Yeah, and definitely then, with uh, the slider. He was getting uh, some yeah. chases near the end of the season. It was uh, some of the swings that he had did not look great. And I think that's why that uh, he was getting taken or playing time taken away from him, which was already limited to start. So it didn't the the whole recipe for David Schneider's success in September was he wasn't really getting help from uh, this organization. Yeah, and I mean we'll see. I'm I'm just very excited for spring training. It's honestly I'm I'm at the point where I, all I want to do is be able to watch baseball. Like yeah, we can sit here, we can speculate every episode, but until we get going and we can see what these guys can do, that's where I'll be really keying in and and be able to make some projections and okay, where are these guys going to end up? That's the beauty about baseball. The San Diego Padres Padres looked like one of the best teams on paper last year, and they didn't even come close to sniffing the playoffs. So you can never really tell who is going to be good until, like you said, they get on the field, and we see Vladdy launch pull-side home runs, or we see Alec Manoa bounce back, whatever it is. Uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for watching. Uh, Braden's always on Twitter. is very active on there, pretty much surfing for uh, half his life on Twitter. His Twitter is Braden5Owasco, and mine is CarterFirst2 because I couldn't get the one. Still looking for uh, Carter First One out there or Carter First. If uh, you guys know where he is, let me know. And I just wanted to bring up the Locked On 24-7 streaming service one more time. Whatever sports content you guys want to look at over there, you guys can tune in at whatever time you like, as it is 24 hours. Just go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe. Yeah, I'll be watching that tonight. You know? Yeah, you're going to stay up until uh, 4 a.m. just hammering the Locked On uh, 24-7 network. Well, I did. The other night, I, I had a Jets game to do. So I was doing the Jets game, got home around, well, my car got broken into. It's something I'd also, I didn't say. God. And uh, so I had to deal with that. And then by the time I was editing the uh, the podcast, getting it put up online for yesterday's episode. And uh, yeah, and by the time I got to bed, it was 4.30. So, and I'm like, I can't, I can't go to sleep now. So I threw on the 24-7 streaming channel. And I'm like, all right, we'll just learn about the Montreal Canadiens, I guess. See, I bet if you still had that Mini Cooper, it wouldn't have got broken into. No, nobody would have broken into that thing. Maybe you're I deranged guys... Braden on the loose one time, but you're probably the only person that would do that. So, Oh, my goodness. Okay. All emotion is tied to that vehicle. All right. Well, we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow.